Do you know the first time I saw Gritted Man? I saw it in the movie theater. Uh-huh. And do you know who was like waiting in the lobby to go see the same show? Lin-Manuel Miranda? No. <laughs> Natalie Portman. Ooh. She was just standing right there. She was not getting off her phone. Oh. She very clearly saw that a group of gays wanted to say hello to her. Uh-huh. She was not interested. Yeah. There was probably no one on the phone. <laughs> exactly. Jillian Pensavale. Patrick Heinz. Da-da-da. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, fam. <gasps> you guys, happy almost Thanksgiving. Happy, happy. You guys, we're rerunning one of my, truly one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. You love this episode I, much. You I, love it. <laughs> I remember when we recorded this episode, I was like, is this going to be good? I just didn't know. And we sat down and I feel like we just scream laughed the entire time. Yeah, well, let's tell them what it is. It's Grizzly Man, you guys. <laughs> Welcome to the Grizzly Man rerun. Yes. It's, um... Wow! Remember yeah. Grizzly Man? Totally. What a what a roller coaster that was. You guys, bears are gonna bear. I don't. Bears are gonna bear. You guys, bear. just a, a quick reminder: uh, as you're heading out for the holidays, if you need more Jillian and me on your trip, mm-hmm. join the Patreon. We'd love to hang out with you during all your travels. Over a hundred full bonus episodes, you guys. It's episode by episode serial. Mm-hmm. The staircase, making murderer. The jinx, yeah. Lorena, OJ. You guys yeah. know the drill. All those like multi-part series you want us to cover, Lady Pates. Yeah, Lorena, Casey Anthony, Lacey Peterson. You guys, you gotta hear the Lacey Peterson. Oh, you gotta so... hear it. It's my favorite series we've covered so far. It's a lot. It's so crazy. I anyway, feel a lot of feelings. Patreon.com slash true crime obsessed or go yep. to our website, click on the Patreon link. Yeah. We love you. We love you. Happy Safe Thanksgiving. Travels. We're thankful for you every single GD day. Every single GD day. We're so thankful. I'm so glad you said that. Me too. <laughs> Great. I'll just I'll meet you right there in that octave. Oh, thanks, oh. Girl. All right, we love you guys. We love you. We'll say a quick bye to you at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we're not gonna leave you yeah, hanging. No, no, no. Come on. Okay, girl. Girl. Oh my God. What are we talking about today? Grizzly Man. I and I really have a lot of thoughts and feelings. Me too. I love this movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's a lot <laughs> happening here. It's, it is heartbreaking and tragic, but also like we saw it coming. It's like watching Titanic. Like, you know how the movie ends. 100%. You know? Yeah. But I mean, there, there's lots of like gorge nature shots. It's beautiful. I mean, the, the actual filmmaking that this guy did before he died I know. is really stunning. You know who's really impressed by it? Who? Werner Herzog. <laughs> now, look, I a quick note, programming yeah. note at the top of the show. My Werner Herzog impression is my impression of T- my friend Ted's Werner Herzog impression. Yeah. Because Ted and Mike are, my super hot husband Mike and his friend Ted are going to make a sketch comedy podcast. And one of the sketches is Werner Herzog interviews Steve Zahn just for fun. <laughs> so I have been hearing a lot of my friend Ted's impression of Werner Herzog. So that... I'm just giving credit where credit's due. Will you give us a little preview? Um, yes. It's, hello, Steve. It's me, Werner Herzog. I loved you in that movie. That thing you do. You're the only thing that got me through Tom Hanks' laughable direction. And Mike plays Steve Zahn and calls him Warner. It's hilarious. For 13 years... Timothy Treadwell lived among the grizzly bears in the Alaskan wilderness. During that time, he shot over 100 hours of videotape. Until 2003, when he was killed by one of the bears he had sworn to protect. Well, I'm here with one of my favorite bears. It's Mr. Chocolate. Hey, Mr. Chocolate. He's been with me for over a decade, and he's been my good friend. Oh, he's a big bear. He's a big bear. A very big bear. Wow. When you spend a lot of time with bears day after day, there's a calling that makes you want to come in and and spend more time in the world. Expedition 2001, I came here and protected the animals as best I could. In fact, I'm the only protection for these animals out here. Animals rule. Timothy conquered. He tended to want to become a bear. Most times I'm a kind warrior out here. Occasionally I am challenged. And in that case, the kind warrior must, must, must become a samurai. I think he had lost sight of what was really going on. He got what he was asking for. He got what he deserved. Come here and try to do what I do. You will die. You will die here. We need more rain! Melissa is eating her babies! Hey, Timothy, I'm getting a bad feeling about you. I can smell death all up my fingers. 
I will die for these animals. I will die for these animals. I will die for these animals. Now the longhorns are gone, and the drovers are gone. The Comanches are gone. This is my life. This is what I do. I love it. Geronimo's gone. And he says, if I don't come back, it's what I want. And the lion is gone, and the red wolf is gone. And that's my story here, for me, Timothy Treadwell, the kind warrior. All right, girl, get us started. I really agree with you about the nature shots. It's gorgeous. Nature (laughs) is the real deal, you guys. But we meet Ed and Rowdy. They're bears. And... The grizzly man himself, Timothy Treadwell. I'm out in the prime cut of the big green. Behind me is Ed and Rowdy, members of an up-and-coming sub-adult gang. They're challenging everything, including me. Goes with the territory. If I show weakness, if I retreat, I may be hurt, I may be killed. I must hold my own if I'm going to stay within this land. For once there is weakness, they will exploit it. They will take me out. They will decapitate me. They will chop me into bits and pieces. I'm dead. You'll come to see that this this guy, Timothy Treadwell, does a lot of like shots of him talking about bears while they're standing right behind him. And then he'll talk to the bears. Right. And then he'll talk to the camera like it's live. Like it's a live <laughs> stream and that people can talk back to him. He is, you guys, he is very intense in, the, in all of the videos, but like it's kind of jarring right at the top. Well, because he's describing his own gruesome death for the first 10 minutes of the movie, right. essentially. And I have in my notes like, Werner Herzog, you dick. Like, way to put this at the top of a documentary about a guy who's going to be killed by the bears we're lovingly yeah. speaking to. And he goes on this thing about like, you know, they'll, they'll kill you. They will kill you if you show weakness. I'm a kind warrior. I'm a yes. delicate flower, but... I don't take any shit from these bears, guys, okay? The bears are like, bitch, take one more step. Try me. It's been a long winter. Try me. Like, I just... I, I, and then it, it just keeps going and going. And I'm like, we get it. What you're doing is dangerous. Like, I get it. He goes, I could smell the death all over my fingers? What are you talking about? I know. I know. So the setup for this movie is that this acclaimed Werner Herzog, he's a brilliant, brilliant director. It's Werner. Excuse me. I know. Pardon me. (laughs) Pardon me. After this guy's death, Timothy Treadwell, guys, spoiler, he gets eaten by the bears. Yes. Him and his girlfriend, Amy, which we'll get to. Yeah. So this is like after the fact. And Werner Herzog has been given all of this footage. And he decides to make a documentary about this guy. And true to form. Like Werner Herzog really sees the value of a documentary beyond just like the sh- like the weird fact that this guy lived with the bears and then they ate him. Yeah, he really like really enjoys his filmmaking, like yeah. Timothy Treadwell's filmmaking. I, don't, I mean, again, the shots are stunning. Yeah. I discovered a film of human ecstasies and darkest inner turmoil. Hi, Tim. As if there was a desire in him to leave the confinements of his humanness and bond with the bears. Treadwell reached out, seeking a primordial encounter. But in doing so, he crossed an invisible borderline. So Timothy lived among these bears every summer for 13 years. And he thought, like, he was needed to protect the animals and educate the public. And he would go to schools and teach kids about bears for free. Like, he didn't really make a lot of money off this. This was just something he wanted to do. Yeah. And so this footage that we're seeing is from his last five years. One of the things that is so crazy is to hear him actually talking to the bears and to hear his tone of voice when he talks to them. Uh-huh. So he's like, th- th- this crazy, like, beautiful thing where it's this sweeping music and we're seeing all of these, like, beautiful shots. And then, like, you see the bear getting closer to him and then it stops really abruptly because the yeah. bear s- scratches him. Well, he gasps, and I gasp. Yeah. Because the bear is so close, and then he's like, (gasps) and I'm like, is this it? Werner, are you showing it? No. But he says to him, he's like, go back. You You, go back there. Go back. (laughs) Rowdy, no. Go ahead, back. Go back. Go back. Come on now. We talked about this yesterday. It's like he's just sort of talking down to these bears, and the bears are like... (laughs) Tick tock, what time is it? I'm hungry. Enough. 
And honestly, all he talks about is how easy it is to get killed by the bears. Right. It's all he talks about. <laughs> then we get a shot of this bear scratching his back against a tree for 10 minutes. And it's kind of amazing. I mean, the, what he did, and Werner says this, um, what he captured is really incredible. And then the bear goes away. <laughs> Timothy goes up to the tree and he's like, he's a big bear. I kind of think he was over 10 feet high, don't you? Oh, he's a big bear. He's a big bear. A very big bear. Wow. Huh. Anyway, he's over here rub-a-dub-dubbing. He's a big bear. And then another bear comes up to him and he's like, hey, you back up, okay? Don't worry. You're the boss, but you have to back away from me. And the bear does it. And I'm like, I know. look, look, bear's going to bear. You're on their turf. You're actually in their territory. They don't want you meddling. I, I, I'm i on team bear. I'm and the sorry. fact that you made it for 13 years before you got eaten, are you kidding? They were actually really nice to him. They were. They were very welcoming. The hospitality they showed him. I know. But then at the same time, I'm like, oh my God, they do listen to him though. Like there is some bond there of some kind. Can we just take a second and talk about how like if you're ever walking alone in the woods, what next to like an axe murderer popping out from behind sure. a tree, the most terrifying sight you could ever see is a bear. That Absolutely. is everyone's worst nightmare. You could be as like fearsome as you want to be. You're never going to be scarier than a bear. No. And this guy, you're seeing all of this footage of this guy just chilling in a brook. Yeah. With like five bears walking all around around him yeah it's insane he makes smoochy noises at them i know <laughs> he makes smoochy noises his personal life isn't very fulfilling no so timothy goes on these i mean true rants like ranting and raving like a lunatic yeah truly about how all these poachers are going to come in and destroy the land and kill all these bears um fact check that land is protected by the government there are no poachers and hunters there and the thing about it is that like we we get this bear biologist and he tells us we have about thirty-five thousand brown grizzly bears here in Alaska. We have what we can tell it's a very healthy population. It's a stable population. There is some poaching that occurs for gallbladders. There are some bears that are just killed wantonly because people don't like them or because they're afraid of them. But for the most part, here on Kodiak and on the Alaska Peninsula, it is a very rare occurrence in the last 20 years. Yeah. There's not an issue. Tim is going out there because he doesn't accept society and he thinks society doesn't accept him. Absolutely. He says he's there to protect the bears. That's a, that's bullshit. So then we learn that he wasn't alone when he died. He has this right. whole thing where he wants everyone to think he's out there by himself. And he wasn't always. Sometimes right. he'd like fly women in. And Werner Herzog's like, they will be anonymous in my documentary. I'm like, Werner, all right, thanks. Um, but Amy Huguenard was with him, and Amy yeah. was his girlfriend at the time. And the more we learn about Amy, the more tragic it gets. It's horrible. It's really horrible. Yeah. So then we meet Willie Fulton. Yeah. A couple of things. His name is Willie Fulton. I just have him as Dilphy Fulton. Oh, God. <laughs> He's the pilot that would like take. Timmy and his like and his lady friends to and from the Alaskan outback. He gives us his account of coming to pick Tim and Amy up on the, the last day. He's been doing this for 13 years. It's sort of routine. It's kind of strange. Didn't see him, didn't hear anything. There's no gear on the beach or anything, you know. So uh I tied up and I start yelling a little bit, Tim, you know, Amy. And so he he sort of like walks up the embankment, feels really weird doubles back and as he's like standing on the beach he gets this really weird feeling over his shoulder yeah maybe because there's a 12 foot bear behind him 12 foot tall bear behind him yeah pretty nasty looking uh bear that i had seen here before is just sneaking slow with his head down just the meanest looking thing you know coming through the brush and so i jumped on the airplane real quick and untied it and took off turned around flew over over camp there and just looked down and saw a human rib cage, you know, that I knew had to be either Tim or Amy laying there. And the bear goes back up that embankment. Right. And in the air, he can see a human rib cage that the bear Ooh. is just devouring. I know. Yeah, I look down and see a human rib cage. What? <laughs> like, he's one of the only people on earth who can say that sentence. <laughs> And I feel like he doesn't get that. Yeah, that, totally. Like, that's not an everyday thing, it's Willie. True. So here's something that makes me so mad. Willie calls for backup. Right. There's really no backup needed because the bears did the thing they were going to do. They killed the people. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, There's yeah, no backup. Yeah. But whatever. These dudes come in and just start shooting bears. Yeah. On the bears' turf, the bears did nothing wrong. They sh- Correction. They shoot one bear. They shoot the bear. They yeah. shot all the bears, Patrick. <laughs> Let me have this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. this is the bear. Tim tried to make friends with this bear, and this bear is just mean, and so he murdered my friend. 
So let's kill it. I know. And he makes the point that, like, Tim would have been really upset. Tim would not have wanted a bear to die. He would have been happy if uh, nobody found him. Nobody found any remains. Nobody found his camp or anything. He would have been perfectly content. He would say to people, all right, I'm going into the grizzly maze for the summer. And he would look back and be like, if I die, just know that I was happy. Just know that I'm, like, at my happiest being eaten by a bear. Yeah. Yikes. Can we... Can we talk about the like the next shot of Tim is like just like in a stream and he's like, hey, that's my friend Ollie the bear. Ollie's pretty grumpy today. Yeah. The bear like charged at him. He's a surly bear. <laughs> Ollie charged at Tim and he was like, I was able to deter him from eating me that time. And I'm like, how? But like he's telling the story like and the bear's there. So like he did deter him. The thing that's so crazy and this happens all the time. I've said it before. I'll say it again. He's telling the story to the camera as the bear is walking up behind him yes i mean feet away i know he he could reach out and touch the bear and he does it's just unsafe (laughs) and then he's like ollie are you gonna kill me and eat me are you gonna eat me am i going right down your gullet and i'm like yes oh my god i hate to say it but yeah you are i'm not laughing at the fact that this guy is dead right down the gullet thanks gullet i know you're gonna eat me and kill me Am I going down your gullet? Mm-hmm. Yes. And he says, again, it's like, Werner, you dick. He say, he's like, if they're hungry, they will eat me. Just want to make it clear. I have 1,700 hours of footage. 1,600 of those hours are me saying, they're going to eat me one day. If they get hungry, they will kill humans for survival. So now we're introduced to the Grinch. She's aggressive. You're a mean one, Mrs. Grinch. Totally. Hence the name. <laughs> I want to introduce you to one of the key role players in this year's expedition. The bear's name is the Grinch. The Grinch has come on to be one of the more frequent bears here in the grizzly maze. Um, the Grinch is a female of about five years of age, and she has kind of an aggressive attitude. The Grinch, the bear, is literally like hunkered down on a carcass. And Tim is telling us what a mean bitch of a bear this bear is. Yeah. To the camera, the Grinch hears him, literally peeks her head up. She's like, Bitch, what? (laughs) This could be you. This is only lunch. I still have dinner, girl. Say it to my face. Say it to my face. The bear is walking towards Tim, and he doesn't know. He does, and I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. And the thing is, the closer the bears get to him, you realize how big they are. I know. They're so cool and beautiful. Don't want to touch them. <laughs> Bitch, say it to my face. Say it to my face. I'm eating. <laughs> so... The thing is, like, she's just, and everyone who knows anything about animals knows, like, you don't mess with animals, especially when they're eating. Right. Like, even, like, domesticated dogs. You don't reach your hand and or, take away the dog bowl while they're eating. Right. So, we learn that the Grinch is aggressive, obvi- or she's just a bear. Like, or that. <laughs> like, maybe she just wants to live her bear life in peace and not- She's just a bear, you guys. She's just a bear. So, we see her snap at Timmy, though, because Tim, she's just trying to get a drink of water. Yeah. She's just trying to live her bear life. And he, like, reaches out to her. I don't know. mess with animals when they're trying to eat or drink. Just don't do it. Don't you do that. Don't you do that. Back off. Then he, he's like, don't you do that. Don't you do that. And then she goes to walk away. And he's like, wait, no, I'm sorry. I love you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. I love you. 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 I'm sorry. And I'm like, this is just. I know. What a display. <laughs> so, okay, you guys. Now we meet Sam Egley. He was another pilot who was called out to assist in the quote. Clean up. I know. know. It's horrible. It's horrible. The bear was all cut open. It was full of people. It was full of clothing. It was, we hauled away four garbage bags of people out of that bear. People and clothes? Yeah. Four garbage bags? (laughs) Oh. So this guy is the first one we hear say in the movie. Sorry, sorry, girl. Like Tim got what he had coming. Bear's gonna bear. Yeah. Treadwell was, I think, Meaning well, trying to do things to help the resource of the bears. But to me, he was acting like a like he was working with people wearing bear costumes out there instead of wild animals. 
Those bears are big and ferocious and they come equipped to kill you and eat you. And that's just what Treadwell was asking for. He got what he was asking for. He got what he deserved, in my opinion. What he says, he goes, he got what he deserved. Yikes. I know. know. There's like a nicer way to say that, Sam, right? (laughs) Right? He yeah, like what, what what's the nicer way of saying that? Like bears gonna bear, right? Exactly. Like what? Like these are bears, like wild bears in the in nature. These that's what they are. Yeah. They're not furries. They're just bears. So he says, you know, because everybody's sort of giving Timmy props for like the fact that he was out there for 13 years. This guy's like, I think the bears honestly felt sorry for him. I think the only reason that Treadwell lasted as long in the game as he did was that. The bears probably thought there was something wrong with him. That bear, I think that day, decided that he had either had enough of Tim Treadwell or that something clicked in that bear's head that he thought, hey, you know, he might be good to eat. He, so in the same breath of saying, like, these are not humans, they're bears. Like, right. they're wild animals who will kill you. He also seems to think that the bears have the capacity to reason, like, look, we just feel bad for this guy. He clearly doesn't have a lot going on in his life. We'll give him, like, at least a decade and then we'll see how it goes. Like, that's not... They didn't do that either, Sam. Like, they didn't... Like, at the meeting, like, you guys, well, it's April. He's probably going to be coming soon. Is this it? What do you guys think? No. And the the Grinch is always voting yes. And Ed and Rowdy are like, let's give him one more summer. And the Grinch is like, oh. She's always overruled. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so awful. It's so awful. But, you know, Sam, not a lot of tact with Sam. But then here's the thing. This is another another example of how Tim can go from zero to 100, not in your way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like... Not in my, like, amazing thin way. Right, right. Totally, yeah. totally. Um, so Ghost the Fox, like, at one point, he's like, Ghost, I love you. Go guard that tent. Yeah. And this guy, Tim, has a real affinity for these foxes. Yeah. And then Ghost steals his hat, because foxes are going to fox. <laughs> and he goes from, like, Ghost... I love you, sweetheart. Please give me that hat to like, if that goddamn hat is in your fucking den, I'm going to lose it. Ghost, that hat is a very important hat. Drop it. Thanks. Oh, God damn it. I can't believe this. Ghost. Ghost, where's that fucking hat? If it's in the den, I'm going to fucking explode. It was what? what? It's so it's sad because that's the tone we take with Daisy. Like these are not your children. Not your children. And this is just another example of him trying to like replicate actual human experience in the animal kingdom. Yeah, they don't understand you. He's like chasing the fox through the woods. You guys, this scene goes on for ten minutes. Yeah, he's chasing the fox. Get back here with that hat. Yeah, I'm gonna explode. (laughs) All right, we gotta we gotta talk about this corner, Frank. How do you Frank? But it's with a C, like Cabernet Franc. Franc. Okay, he can be Franc. <laughs> this corner is so weird. So all of a sudden- Dr. Falico? Yes. Now, I don't know if you feel the same way as I do. I felt like the, all of the interviews with this corner, who's like who has a major role in this documentary, yeah. were filmed so creepily. Yes. One in particular, which yes. we'll get to. So we're in this corner's office, and we meet this woman who will find out her name is Jewel. Uh-huh. Her lower third is that she's from Grizzly People. Well, I had too, actually. Jewel's lower- third simply reads grizzly people and i'm like like theater people or like right. show people right. or... exactly turns out grizzly people was the organization that timothy started and she right. was like the co-founder of it with him to bring awareness about the bears this woman jewel is a little bit strange and this corner is a little bit strange and Werner herzog is a little bit strange and together with the three of them in a room with a dead man's watch and a table and see what happens yes that's kind of Werner's like i did it <laughs> movie magic but like the whole point of this scene is to give this watch, the watch that he was wearing all along when he died, and give it to this woman. Right. I don't know why she gets the watch. I don't either. I don't know why this corner decides who gets the watch. Uh Uh-huh. It's all very weird. This watch is still running. Oh, wow. It has been running continuously since the time that I received it. This was taken off Timothy's wrist. Wow, there it is. It's still running. I can't even believe it. I can't believe it. I'm going to wear it. And I'm going to remember him. And I'm going to remember Amy. 
But the thing about Jewel is that she's like, you know, she for a time he was my boyfriend, he was my boss, he was a lot of things to yeah. Jewel. And Werner's like, do you consider yourself his widow? And she literally does a spit take. And she's like... <laughs> Uh, Actually, (laughs) wait, can we tell the story about how Jewel and Timmy met? We have to. Okay, let's get into it. So we're at Jewel's house. Her house looks really nice, by the way. Yeah. So they met at a restaurant called Gulliver. Jillian, can you tell us a little bit about the restaurant? Well, it was a Gulliver's Travels themed restaurant. Uh, So it was basically like medieval times, (laughs) but for Gulliver's Travels. And it was a prime rib joint, and Timmy wore knickers, and Jewel was your serving wench. (laughs) She says serving wench in the most amazing way. Yeah, she's super proud of it. Yeah, totally. She goes, you had to toss salad with a plum. (laughs) Jewel describes anybody who's ever worked in the goddamn restaurant business knows. You get that one nightmare table, especially at a fucking theme restaurant that really wants you to do it up. Uh They want you to wench your wenchiest Uh you've ever wenched. Earn that paycheck, girl. Earn that paycheck. And she's just like, ugh. But then she's like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And so I thought, you know what? I'll make it. I'll make it big for you. I'll make it really big. You'll never forget this birthday. So one of the parts was you'd take the soup cart and you'd light it up with this gas so that the soup was bubbling and boiling. You could smell the deliciousness. And um, I decided to make it really big. So I trailed a little bit extra of the lighter fluid around the polyester cloth. And I kind of miscalculated because the soup exploded. The people screamed. The fire went everywhere. She set the table on fire. Yeah, she caused a massive explosion. (laughs) There was chaos in the restaurant. And she basically, like, gets called into the principal's office. And who's sitting there but Timothy Treadwell? And they're like, hey, what are you in for? What are you in for? She's in for almost killing people and burning down a restaurant. He's in there for walking funny in the dining hall. What a pair. So she's like, it wasn't love at first sight, but we certainly were kindred. And I'm like, whoa. So the thing is, like, we see this footage through the years of basically what happens when you don't have any human interaction and you're alone with your own thoughts and demons. Exactly. Because he goes on this... He's talking to the camera. He's like on a walk, so it's a very close shot. Hang on a second. Yeah. This is the moment, this you guys. Is it. This is the <laughs> moment. This is the moment that since I saw this movie in the same movie theater as Natalie Portman, uh-huh. I have this moment has never left me. I completely forgot about this moment. So he's talking about he just can't understand why girls aren't into him. <laughs> he's super nice. He's amazing in bed. He doesn't fight with people. He's super passive. He's really fun. I'm very, very good in the uh well, I, you're not supposed to say that when you're a guy. But I know I am. They know I am. And, um, I don't fight with them. I'm, I'm so passive. Bit of a patsy. Which, is that a turnoff to girls, to be a patsy? And now I think he's going to have some kind of awareness and be like, but I do spend my summers with bears. <laughs> so maybe they don't want to get too attached to someone who can be eaten to right. death. That's where I thought he was going uh-huh. because that's the answer. Right. Like, I'm sure there's some kooky, like, girl. There's, like, Jewel, who I'm sure would, like, love to be with him. But, like, how do you get attached to someone who's going to live in Alaska for six months? In a tent. And maybe not come back. Right. <laughs> but he goes, he doesn't stop there because no! he goes on to say. I always wished I was gay. It would have been a lot easier. You know, you can just ping, ping, ping. Gay guys have no problem. I mean, they go to restrooms and truck stops and they perform sex it's like so easy for him and okay here we are here we are we've arrived we are he brought it up not me we're allowed to talk about it yes she's gay yes so he is (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean there it is we talked about it. yeah it's just so weird because the natural opposite to like who he is is like substitute gay for people who don't go live with bears for a summer Uh uh-huh that's who he should be comparing himself to absolutely not gay people yeah and i'm not saying this is like oh it was homophobic i don't care about that this guy is dealing with like sexuality demons yeah. He says, literally, the trouble with girls is they need all this finesse and care. Mm-hmm. And I like that a bit. But when it goes bed down in bed and you're alone, it's like, well, you know, you can't rebound like you can if you were gay. Timothy, where are you getting that from? Yeah, and he's like, but alas, Timothy Treadwell's not gay. Bummer. <laughs> I'm sure gay people have problems too, but not as much as one goofy straight guy named Timothy Treadwell. Anyway, that's my story. That's my story. Then we find out that Tim used to be a, like a really heavy drinker. Well, he 
did a lot of things. He was a drug addict. He was a drinker. He was a liar. He would like make up personalities and and like backstories. Like he kind of. The thing is, we hear from people back home, like his parents and his friends. Like Tim, Tim had demons, and um, and it was killing me, until I discovered this land of bears and realized that they were in such such great danger that they they needed a caretaker. They needed someone to look after them, but not a drunk person, not a person messed up. So I promised the bears that if I would look over them, would they please help me um, be a better person? And um, they become so inspirational, and, um, and living with the foxes too, that I did. I gave up the drinking. I, it was a miracle. It's an absolute miracle. And the miracle was animals. The miracle was animals. And then I'm like, ah, here it is. Yeah. Here it is. These two scenes together, the, the gay stuff and this, is just like, oh, this is this is the whole thing. Right. He doesn't want to be who he is, He wants so he wants to be a bear. And he's using the, like, protection thing as an excuse because the bears don't need... These particular bears do not need his protection. 100%. So here we are at the point where, where like, again, his whole charade was that he was out there alone. Right. But we see that that's not really true. So there's footage of him that's, like, obviously being filmed by somebody else. Yeah. Because it's handheld. And then he's we see a woman and he's talking to a woman. He's like, no, 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 get out of the shot. I have to be seen alone. Oh, no, I'm going to do all the stuff because I'm supposed to be alone. Okay. Cut to Timothy, who's just sitting on like a a rock, and he's like, It's July 26th, and I've been dropped off all alone again here in the grizzly maze. And it's always such a surreal feeling as the plane takes off, and it doesn't quite sink into you, but just how alone you are. That for the next two months or more, you will be alone in this wild wilderness. It is so weird, though. And it sinks in how alone you are. Here I am alone. It's so surreal to be alone. Here I am alone. It's just me and the bears. I'm all by myself. It's very surreal. Here I am alone. He says it 10 times I know. in it that made, one shot. It made me think of Beetlejuice. I am alone. Yeah. I am utterly, utterly alone. alone. <laughs> so this is where we learn more about Amy. Who really is a mystery. Amy Huguenard remains a great unknown of this film. Her family declined to appear on camera, and Amy herself remains hidden in Treadwell's footage. In nearly 100 hours of his video, she appears exactly two times. And her face is completely obstructed both times. Yeah. She's looking away from the camera in one, and the other one, she's got like a mosquito netting over her face. Smart. I know. Again, let the woman do the packing. But it is crazy that, like, she died out there with him. And the thing is, this is where it's just like, oh, my God, I could sob about it. Her diaries were all about how terrified she was of the bears and how much she did not want to be there. Okay, so now we're back with this insane corner again. Look. This interview with this with this corner is, like, right out of the shining. He's staring so intensely at the camera. Yeah. And we cut from, like, this gorgeous footage of the National Park and yeah. just, like, beautiful wilderness. And it cuts right to the corner, and he's like, their remains came in this metal tin and he slams it to like prove that it's metal inside this metal can was a plastic bag one for timothy and one for amy i mean these are human beings and the question i ask is first of all who are you timothy who are you amy and what happened to you also, the entire time this guy is talking, there's a body on the yeah. bed. It's in a body bag, but there's a full-on body in there. Well, he's at work. <laughs> Werner, I can do it right now, but I I, I'm at I work. Mean, God. Come into the office. So now we learn that there's audio of the mauling. Oh, my God. And the coroner is the guy who gets to describe it to us. Yeah, he's listened to it, and he's telling us. To be clear what happened, the audio was recording on the camera, but the camera lens was on. So there's no video. Right. It only recorded audio. Yeah, the cap, the cover. Yeah. I clearly can hear her screaming, stop and go away. Maybe run away. There's a lot of background noise. Timothy is moaning, and I hear Amy beating on the top of this bear's head with a frying pan, and Timothy is saying, run away, let go. Run away, run away, Amy. Run away. 
girl, right. get out of there. And she's like begging Timothy to like fight back or run away and yeah. he's not doing it. Yeah. Like this is kind of, this is how we want it to go, really. Like he said as much. I'm not like putting words in his mouth. It's horrible. So now we're back at Jewel's house because apparently Jewel is the person who gets everything. Ev- all, like he, Everything was willed to Jewel. She's totally the widow. Totally. <laughs> so she has like this gigantic camcorder in her lap and so she has never listened to it but she's playing the audio for Vernard so he's wearing headphones so we don't hear it. Right. I hear rain and I hear Amy get away, get away, go away. And as Werner is listening to it, Jewel is watching his face. Yeah. And it's almost like she can picture the mauling just based on his reaction and she's crying and he's crying and he's like, please turn it off. <laughs> Truly, you must never listen to this. I know, Werner. I'm never going to. And you must never look at the photos that I've seen at the coroner's office. I will never look at them. Yeah. I think you you should not keep it. You should destroy it. Yeah. I think that's what you should do. Okay. Because it will be the white elephant in your room all your life. Then we cut to him because we, we hear that he was like not very a very stable guy. And then he's like crying and thanking the foxes. Then we get his footage. <laughs> he says like, thank you for being my friend. It's sad because he's a lonely guy. We get this whole montage of like crying about the foxes. Right. He is so upset about a bumblebee that died in the line of duty. <laughs> just kidding. It was just asleep. <laughs> LOL. Isn't this so sad? This is um a bumblebee who expired as it was working. It's really touched me to no end. I love that bee. Well, the bee moved. Was he just sleeping? I love this super lazy bumblebee that took a break. Yeah, but he's like, this bee working as busy as a bee. <laughs> just the vernacular. Then there is this whole... Okay. Mu- <laughs> This whole mind-bending five minutes where one of the bears he really likes takes this big bear poop. Bear's gonna bear. Right. Bears poop in the woods, you guys. Uh, It's literally bears poop in the woods. (laughs) Yeah. Timmy, he... It blows his mind. It just came out of her butt. (laughs) I can feel it. I can feel the poop. It's warm. It was just inside her. (laughs) This is what he's saying. No, I know. He's touching the poop and says 15 times that it just came out of her butt. (laughs) And I'm like, that's the thing about poop, right? I can feel the poop. It's warm. It just came. It just came from her butt. This was just inside of her. My girl, I'm touching. It's her poop. It's Wendy's poop. I know it may seem weird that I touched her poop, but it was inside of her. It, it, it's what. It, it's her life. It's her. The thing is, listen. Was it your first day with the bears? I know. I have a, a tiny human that I am responsible for who I could not. I love her so much. Do you think her poop is adorable? And no, it's poop. it's poop. Poop is poop. The difference is I have to clean her when she poops. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Sure. He doesn't have to have anything to do with their poop. No, the thing about it is that, like, you so don't have to clean up poop when you're a bear in the woods. Right. Totally. You just go about your bear life. <laughs> right. It just came out of her butt. <laughs> Then we cut to, it's just a perfect, a perfect jump because then he like doesn't understand nature as much as he wants everyone to think he does because he, and it is, it's horrible to see like a dead animal or when animals have to kill for, for a reason or whatever. It's sad and tragic and I hate it too, but that's the world. Right. Right. And so he can't seem to understand that. He can't seem to, to grasp like, you know, nature is beautiful and it's tragic or it's this and it's that. Like it's, it has to be perfect and lovey-dovey and it's just not. No, because there's this whole situation. First of all, like one of the five. Foxes dies. He right. takes it really fucking hard. It's horrible. And then there is another actually horrible situation where, like, the, we learn that, like, male bears will sometimes kill their own little bear babies yeah. to make the women stop lactating. Yeah. It's horrible. It's horrible. And so there's, like, a dead, there's, like, a dead Animal bear arm. cub arm. And it's, it's horrible. Oh, God. I love you. I love you. And I don't understand. It's a painful world. So now okay. there's a little bit of a drought. A little. <laughs> it's so much of a drought that bears ha- are eating other bears. Yeah, it's but a I, bad situation. It's bad, but it's nature. Like, so right. Tim is doing this thing where he's like, now he's trying to like manipulate the stream yeah. to make a path for the fish. There are fish lining up about to try to make a run. And now they have a good reason for going because I have built them a corridor. Let's have a look at it. 
What I have done is have a look. I've constructed a runway for them, a navigational trail. But that doesn't work because of course it doesn't work. Because it's he, not what God wanted. He moved like a rock. Right, exactly. And he's like, look, I fixed it. Right, totally. And God's looking down. She's like, no, bitch. <laughs> right, exactly. She's like, absolutely not. So he's in his tent now because oh. there's like a light sprinkle. She is losing her mind. She happens to offend just about every religion. I know. Um, <laughs> screaming. I mean, screaming at the top of her lungs that they need more rain. Yeah. That more rain needs to happen. Let's have some water, Jesus boy. Whoa. <laughs> I want rain. I want, if there's a God, to kick some ass down here. Let's have some water, Jesus boy. Let's have some water, Christ man or, or Allah or, or Hindu floaty thing. Let's have some fucking water for these animals. And I'm like, girl. I know. I know. Oh, my God. I know, I know. But then all of a sudden, like, it works. I know. There's a full on, I mean, not just a, not just rain, like the, a, the biggest storm they've had in years. I am the Lord's humble servant. I am Allah's disciple. I am the floaty things uh, go for boy. There has been a miracle here. There's been an absolute miracle. It has rained. 1.65 inches of rain today. We have over two inches now in the storm and it is not stopping. It may hit three inches of rain. It went from a trickle to a flood. Riddle me this. Uh-huh. He says to me, he says to me personally. Yeah. Well, he is talking to camera. It, I it know. feels very much like he's talking to you. He says, according to my weather maps, it's only raining like this right here. Right. What is he talking about? It's yeah, the delusion is really like as though in. he has like like as though he's got a computer in there. Right. He doesn't. He's he doesn't. out of his mind. Yeah. Then he's like lying in his tent, which I was like, God damn, I went camping one time in my life. It was I'm still <laughs> That's recovering. a mistake you only make once. <laughs> I ended up sleeping in the car. It was a nightmare. I can't. He's lying down, like the rain is falling so hard that it's collapsed a it's wall. It's destroying his tent. Yeah. And he's so happy, which I get. His best friends sure. are gonna have lunch tomorrow. So it's and it is his life. Like he's so immersed in this. Like it is his like it does matter. Yeah. But he has lost his mind. He's out of his mind. This is my life. This is what I do. And I I love it. I love it. Even this. I love it. <laughs> My tent crushed in. I love it. It's pathetic, but I love it. So then we get this really creepy, like right out of a horror movie video of him. Like, look, this is a national park. Mm-hmm. Tourists are going to come. Some of them are going to be monsters. But he is spying on these tourists. He's so close. He's like behind a bush uh-huh. spying on these tourists who are here to look at the bears. Well, what they're doing is it looks like they're like professional photographers or something. They have like really intense cameras. Yeah. And to get the bear's attention, they're throwing rocks, not next to the bear. At the bear. It's hitting the bear. Which seems really, really stupid. That's a bear. It's a bear. What have we been saying? It's a bear. Do not mess with them. Why are you making that bear angry? And honestly, Tim is having a fucking meltdown watching this happen. No, again, it is horrible to watch. It is. But he's sobbing. It's Quincy. Throwing rocks at me. They're throwing rocks at my Quincy. They're going to stone him and then they're going to photograph him. Oh, that's it. That's enough of this. That's how I get get Quincy. He says for the last hour and a half, all he wants to do is protect the bears. Sweetheart, here's your chance. Right. Go make these people stop throwing rocks at your best friend, Mr. Chocolate, (laughs) and and actually protect the bears. Now you can do something. Here's your opportunity. He doesn't. He stays hiding behind a bush and does absolutely nothing but cry about it. But then we see him filming himself talking about this incident. Right. Where the people could potentially see him. Well, they absolutely saw him. Yeah. And then then all of a sudden, it is literally a horror movie where he's seeing like no it's the Blair Witch Project. Like yes, there's notes 100%. on rocks. Here's where, here's where the, the sign was here, which is where my tent is. And then we go over where my bear-proof barrels would be, and we find boulders piled up and a happy face indelibly painted into the rock, like looking at me. That's scary. I mean... Is it? It's that whole thing to me of like, you, you're camping in a national park. Yeah. You're breaking all the rules of the park. Yeah. Which th- we're not even going to get into, but he's only allowed to camp there for seven nights in a row. He's there for four months. He breaks all the rules of the national park. And, and they're whatever. just saying like, bitch, we see you. We're not breaking the law. You are. Right. I get it. And when you're alone and like in your own head, that's, uh, he's paranoid. But he also is crazy. It's like right. somebody should have gone out there and intervened. Here's my question. Yes. Where are the park rangers going out and finding him and saying, you can't 
be here. Yeah, I don't know if he if he's so because we get into this right now. He's like so brazen about disregarding all of their laws and rules. Yeah, and if it's so obvious and everyone knows it, like why wasn't he just arrested? Arrested or, or, or somebody go out there and save him? Like everybody's, we all know where this is going to end. Exactly. You yeah, know? for thirteen summers. I know it's crazy. Um, so now this is like the the epic meltdown yeah. right now. He's yeah. screaming about fuck the National Park Service and he hates the National Park Service. Expedition 2001 coming to an end for grizzly people. For me, Timothy Treadwell. I came here and protected the animals as best I could. In fact, I'm the only protection for these animals out here. The government flying over a grand total of two times in two months. How dare they? How dare they challenge me? I beat your fucking asses. I protected the animals. I did it. Fuck you. Animals rule. Timothy conquered. Fuck you, Park Service. The bears are fine. They're fine. But he, in his own twisted world, has decided that without him, these bears are doomed. Exactly. And the National Park is trying to get in the way of him protecting the bears. None of this is real. He's just completely lost his mind. Yeah. And Werner's like, oh, I've seen, as a filmmaker, I've seen tantrums like this on set (laughs) millions upon millions of times. So what we find out now is at the end of his last summer, he's there with Amy and they leave. This is this is the tragedy. Mm-hmm. They leave as usual. Right. They go to the the big airport, wherever it is. And this was a little bit of shade. He, in, according to his journal, he has an altercation with an obese attendant at the, at the well, airport. I was like, about the validity of his ticket? Yeah. I'm like, did he like just conjure in his mind that he had a ticket too? Right, maybe. You know, like, you I don't know. You think that Amy's a Steve though. She probably checked everybody's ticket. That's true. She had a packing list. Yeah. Obese airline agent. Like, yeah, okay. I know. Rude. How much I hate the people's world, he writes, and disgusted decides right then to return to this spot and his bears. At this point, like, he's made the decision he's going back, and I guess Amy decides she's going with him? Under seemingly, seeming protest. Once back in the grizzly maze, Amy had mixed feelings. She was afraid of the bears and had a deadline to return for a new job and spoke openly about leaving him for good. According to one of the last entries in Treadwell's diary, Amy called him hell-bent on destruction. Werner says all of like the bears that he knows are in hibernation. All his and friends. The, the scarier bears from like the interior or whatever uh-huh. have come out to this area. Yeah, so he's actually around wild unknown bears. Spoiler, he was the entire time. Right. <laughs> um, but now the bears he knew, his friends are gone. Right. And then, speaking of shade. Yeah. There's this footage and he's being so cocky and he's like, no, everyone else would have died. I'm edgy enough to hang with the bears. But let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, there is no, no, no other place in the world that is more dangerous, more exciting than the grizzly maze. Come here and camp here. Come here and try to do what I do. You will die. You will die here. You will freaking die here. They will get you. I found a way. I found a way to survive with them. On screen text, this is the spot where he died. And then they're, they're zeroing in on this one bear that they think is probably the bear that ate him. And this bear is starving. And like we're seeing kind of amazing footage of this bear foraging for food. He's yeah. in this like swimming hole, and this bear is like swimming. I, know. I, I didn't know bears could swim. Like, it's oh, they're amazing awesome. footage. Yeah. And, and Werner's like, it may look cute. No. He, this bitch He's is starving. starving. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible to watch. Yeah. So this it's, is the end of the footage that we get of Timmy. We yeah. know the rest basically like you know his friends come and they spread his ashes it's actually kind of beautiful and jewel says finally figured a way out to live here forever he's here forever it's exactly what he wanted yeah really oh my god girl i love that episode so much so much (laughs) it's it's funny because this is this is a repeat where we kind of sound like us. It's true. It's not too far I in, know. in the past where I'm just like, who like who are they not trying to disturb in the other room? Why are they whispering? Who are these two people? Timothy Treadwell is such a piece of work, this guy. I know. It's like, it's another, I mean, this is what we do here, right? But it's tragic, but it's like, girl. I know. Come on. They were okay. The they bears were, were fine. fine. They were okay. Just a quick reminder, you guys, if you're if you're traveling this holiday season, you need to download 
some stuff for your flights or your car rides or your yeah, walks or whatever. Whatever. Check out Patreon. Uh, over like a hundred full bonus episodes of us doing what we do. Yeah, and if you're like, uh, I'm good. Okay. Totally. Great, great, great. No pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys stay tuned for the outtakes for, for Grizzly Man and then the trailer for Tell Me Who oh. I Am. Highly, highly requested. Yeah, and it just came out like at the minute everyone saw it on Netflix, they were like, "Hey, hey, girl." I know, hey. and I gotta tell you, you guys, I honestly land with thinking that this might be one of the most brilliant documentaries ever made. There are definitely moments where it's like, "This is just—it's unbelievable." We like we we scream recorded the entire time. Yeah, and then we just sat like, "Oh, oh no!" You guys, it's a really heavy story. Yeah, so but it's, it's so well made. Anyway, it's, yeah, we love you. Yeah, get, get, we'll, we'll do that on the uh, actual <laughs> episode. <laughs> I will see you after that. We'll see you next week. Bye. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. I remember opening my eyes and looking around the room. I instantly recognized my twin brother. And I just said, hello, Marcus. But it started to dawn on me that I didn't know where I was. I didn't know what happened to me. I didn't even know my own name. Everything had gone. There was so much to learn. If he hadn't known who I was, then he would have been all alone in the world. But he wasn't alone in the world, he had me. I started piecing things together. He would give me a photo, and I would construct a memory around that, and life seemed good. Privileged family, normal parents. He painted an idyllic picture. But I was never questioning anything. I had no reason to doubt it. I, from day one, painted a picture of a normal family. But none of that was true. It was a fantasy that I was creating for him. How could we have secrets? We don't have secrets. The one person that I absolutely trusted has betrayed me. I just cried and cried for days. I have been lying for 20 years. I was too much of a coward. I don't know who I am. My life is not real. My life is the one you gave me. I've never told a living soul about what happened. But we're here now. Here we are. Bears and he can just, they all look exactly the they same. Look exactly the same. They're Even, all gigantic brown bears. Right. <laughs> all of them. All of them. What if we just walk into a bar in Chelsea? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> but Werner's like, he captured such beautiful improvised moments that studio directors and union crews could only dream of. <laughs> like, it's we true. get it, you're a filmmaker right, too. Right. We get it. Yeah, no, it was it was the worst, but it wasn't surprising. It was just a nightmare. <laughs> that's really well said, Jill. Yeah, just like that's what he said. His words. Do you really want to teach kids? I know to approach animals in the wild and like just be aggressive, Susie. <laughs> Show that bear who's boss. Like I don't know if that's necessarily. Timmy is, is do, he's like a boxing commentator. Right. He's like extremely emotional, extremely powerful. <laughs> Mr. Chocolate got a good hit in there, but but Bonkers is coming back strong. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs>